All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So, for today's topic, um, <laughs> it's really a dual topic. Um, number one, I saw Shang-Chi. This is easily going to be one of my top favorite Marvel movies. Um, it, it is, to me, just as good as as Black Panther, but with much better fighting. Um, we'll get into that, too. Uh, but I, I, this experience was much better than many of the movie experiences I had because of who I encountered, um, at the movies. And, uh, there's no real way to prepare for this, um, because, oh my God. I don't like people talking in movies. I don't like people talking in movies. I don't like people talking in movies. If I was eating food, I wouldn't want somebody reaching onto my plate, eating my food. If I'm kissing my wife, we're going to be, you know, celebrating our 12 year anniversary next uh, Friday or Saturday. Um, I wouldn't want somebody sticking their finger in and being like, hey, let me have some, you know, <laughs> like. You know, it's like if if I'm on a walk, I wouldn't want somebody just blam running through, you know, my path and just like knocking me over. You know, it, it, it's rude. Like, let me just call it what it is. And I'm not going at culture. I'm not going at anybody specifically. I'm just saying it's rude. I paid money to enjoy a specific thing. Not you. I paid money to enjoy something I love, something I want to enjoy. Not you. Like, just imagine being at a concert. Your favorite concert and listening to your favorite whoever, and somebody standing next to you talking on the phone about somebody in the hospital with COVID on a on a ventilator, or what they're gonna make for food that night, or who they should hang out with for a whole hour. You know what I mean? The movie's two hours, they're gonna talk for a whole hour. Just no. Like that's all I'm saying. No. Okay. If you plan on enjoying something and someone is a distraction, immediately for me, I'm like, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go, especially when it means something to you. Because like, here's the deal. Could you cook and make your own food? Yeah, you could. You could have stayed at home and avoided all the outside drama. Yeah. But the people that own that restaurant plan on you wanting to have an experience and have an atmosphere and a good time. Could you do your own breaks? Yeah, of course you could. But the people that work and work as mechanics, they know that at some point you don't want to do all the work. You're going to need some help. You know, could could you clean your own carpets? Could you mow your own lawn? Could you do all these things? Yeah, of course. But you and I all we, we both know there are things that can interrupt services that you paid for. If, if you like to drink beer and throw broken bottles in your yard, don't call and ask for people to come mow your yard. Or let me say it like this. If your neighbor is throwing beer bottles in your yard, you know what I'm saying? Beer bottles, bottle caps, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Baby doll heads, G.I. Joe arm man arms. Um... Like, 
if they're just throwing stuff in your yard and you're trying to do like do a service, it's like, hey, like, huh? It's like what? I, like I paid for this service. I paid for this thing, or even better. I mean, like I said, you're you're out having food and you're sitting down eating, and somebody starts like pulling fries off your plate. It's like, uh uh-uh, uh, hold hold up, no, absolutely not. We uh uh-uh. uh, we're not doing that. Absolutely not doing that. I mean, how, how many ways do you want to take this? Like, yeah, it's entertainment. And yes, you can talk during the movie, but you should probably do that at home. You know, let everybody that's seeing it for the first time or even second time watch the movie and just watch it. And I feel like that's why they started cracking down and making it so that there were talking theaters and non-talking theaters. Like there's a place called the Alamo that you can go now. They're in several cities. They'll serve you food. They'll bring you drinks. There is zero tolerance for talking. So they ask you to turn off your phone, dim it, you know, zero inter- zero distractions, right? Well, that's what makes this um, story a little bit more unique. Um. If you have anyone in your family with special needs, which I do, and you've had a chance to deal with them, you know that, you know, people that that have the special needs that are mental um, can grow to be your age or even older while their uh, brain uh, development and their mind um, will be set at a certain age, right? Uh, where you could have you could you could talk to a 53 year old man that has the mind of like an eight year old. And <laughs> if you're not mature, uh, if you're not mature enough to understand the brain and understand development, um, then you'll do what I did as a kid and you'll giggle and laugh because you don't understand. And um, I walk into the movie theater and. I'm, I'm, you know, sitting down, I'm hyped because I'm like, oh my God, this movie's about to be so good. Kung Fu and Marvel. Yes, yes, yes. And more. Yes. Thank you. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down and I notice I look to the left, look to the right. I got like a whole space, leather, reclined chairs. Yes. I got like a space on each side. Like I'm good. Right. And I notice on the far right side, it's completely vacant. Right. Nobody there. And um, like as as time goes on and we start to fill up the seats a little bit more, um, I see that, you know, boom, right on the dot. The movie's about to start. This guy walks in and he's like kind of like ushering in a group of, of people. And it's kind of starting to get dark, so I can't really see him very well. But, you know, being that I love martial arts, I start to, you know, notice these people are moving a little bit different. I start to kind of overhear some of the things they're saying, I notice they're they're talking a little bit different. And so I identify them quickly and notice that, you know, these are some people that have some special needs. They're, they're talking and cognitively uh, a, a little bit different than the people, you know, you and I might interact with every day. And so my, my, my first thought in my mind was who they are. Now, keep in mind, I had I had been in a car with a baby that was crying off and on um, during a, a vacation, during a road trip. And that doesn't bother me because I know it's a child. Right. 
the 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 brain development, the noises, the sounds, being able to hear your own sounds, all necessary. And if you understand child development and infants and and babies and toddlers, you understand this is just a, a normal regular day. That baby doesn't understand that. Um, yeah, they don't understand. <laughs> they don't understand yet. Their their understanding hasn't even grown. Um. So yeah. Mom is taking care of the baby. We're all loving the baby, looking at the baby, making faces. It's a road trip. If the baby's in the car seat and we're safe, that's the number one priority. So if the baby's making noises off and on every 15 minutes, that's that's just life. I'm sorry, you got to suck it up and deal with it. So I have mentally been conditioned to understand peripheral noise. <laughs> And I come to this movie, I'm, I'm super hyped, and immediately they start making noise, start talking, right? Now, keep in mind, I am anti-talking at the movies, unless it's like a, a action scene, or it's like, oh, you know, a big explosion, or, you know, super fighting scene, and like in Shang-Chi, <laughs> like, anybody that talks down on this movie and doesn't, and can't explain to me how he got his jacket back on... You're, you're irrelevant. <laughs> so they sit down and, you know, we start to get through the movie. They start to kind of show us, you know, all these, you know, nice scenes and the opening. And, um, and, and I just got to say, one of the things I loved about this movie so much, it carried so many subliminal meeting, meanings for me things that I've had to go through in my life specifically. Um, one of the things I loved about this movie so much is they weren't afraid to show the heart and diversity of the Asian community. And, th and this is what I mean, right? Um, after watching Black Panther, there were a lot of kids that, that raised their self-esteem. Being able to see a whole society, a whole kingdom of Black people that had no need for weapons, for arguing, or any of the hot mess that we've been associated with as African-Americans, being able to see that and see, in, in a sense, Africa elevated, it gave people a little bit more. I, I want to say Black Panther was just as impactful as coming to America. And so in this community, in this movie, what I loved about it so much was we got to see the many faces of the Asian community and how um, important, you know, it is to under to, to take the time to understand the many faces of this amazing community. Right. So while I'm in my oh, my God, I love this movie mode and I'm comparing it to Black Panther and I'm like, oh, my God, it's like Black Panther, but we're just better fighting. Um, and it's like the thing for me with Black Panther, and, and I don't think I'll share this with anybody, but maybe a few people after watching the waterfall scene at the, the opening, the, the waterfall scene in Black Panther, the dancing, the celebration, and then the tribes coming together. That was actually all I needed to love the movie. I could have walked out after that scene. That was all I needed to see from that movie for me. That's just me. I don't need to explain that to anybody, everybody, because you won't get it. But that's all I needed. That scene did enough for me. 
Everything else was just the 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 icing on the cake. I was like, oh, Marvel, okay, Chadwick, okay, Michael B. Jordan, okay, Lupita Nyong'o, thank you, Letitia Wright, you know, thank you, uh, uh, um, Ross, uh, the the American, <laughs> you know, thank you, Hobbit. Um, thank you, thank you, uh, Hobbit and, and Smeagol. Thank you for <laughs> the amazing actors that you are, you know. I'm like, this movie is just so dope in so many ways. But then you come back to Shang-Chi and I'm sitting there and doom, 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 bad guy shows up. And you, you just know... <laughs> <laughs> like I saw uh, the series Marco Polo. Um, you know when the bad guys show up. You know, you got a hundred archers that just a <laughs> hundred archers set on one person and shoot. And you know what's a bad guy when he doesn't choose to just deflect the arrows with the ten rings. He deflects the arrows and then just wholeheartedly blasts through their kingdom. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the bad guy. I mean, watch Game of Thrones. Watch, um, um, God, what was it? Not Game, yeah. Watch Game of Thrones. Watch any movie that involves any type of, you know, uh, uh, battle scenes before guns. It, it, it was intense. But, um, this, <laughs> This scenario was so different from all the others. And, and it made it so that it was almost a 10 times better movie. Um, anytime a standoff happened, the, the gentleman that was actually sitting closest to me um, from the special needs community was actually the loudest. He was actually the best narrator. <laughs> Anytime a standoff happens with, like, say, for example, you got, like, the Razor guy, Razor Fist. Anytime, like, he's standing in front of somebody or you got Wen Wu standing in front of somebody, the guy is over here, okay, you want to do it? You want to do it? I dare you to do it. Go ahead and do it. I want you to do it. <laughs> So I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> because he's only saying exactly what you feel, right? The only difference is when people talk throughout the whole movie, they're asking questions and creating a dialogue that really I don't have time for because I want to listen to the rest of the movie, right? The difference is, now, this is special needs, right? They're like kids. They don't have the filter that we do to mm, we'll swallow that and just hold it for a little bit. He would just say what he meant or how he felt and then shut up. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, we're done? <laughs> and then uh, it's Ji uh, uh, Ling, her character, uh, Shang-Chi's sister, um, she shows up and the same dude is like, oh, she's pretty. She's really pretty. That's She's a really pretty lady. And the woman that came with them, also with special needs. You don't have to say it like that, Tommy. 
You don't have to say it like that. We know she's pretty. God. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, when I was in college, right, I worked a job. I worked at a, a, a rental place um, that had movies and DVDs. And I encountered, um, his name was the Frenchman, Peter Lauderette. And I don't know specifically what Peter's, um, um, you know, mental diagnosis was. I just knew that, you know, he was special and it had been explained to him that the people um, from the organization that work with him, you know, they, they watch over him. They watch over him at his apartment and he had a girlfriend and his girlfriend was pretty much the same. And she would talk to him exactly like this. And Peter, he called himself the one-armed Frenchman. He had all kinds of crazy things that he would say all the time. And that's why for me, it, it made this movie like 10 times better because they're sitting and watching this whole movie with these little ad libs, these little anecdotes. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'll never forget this because it made it a 10 times better experience because they add an exclamation point to a movie that really didn't need any help. Like, I already love this movie from, I want to say, it wasn't just the Kung Fu that made me love this movie. Um, there were a lot of deep subtleties, as I mentioned before, um, that, that involved parts of my character, which I think everybody secretly goes to the movie for, to... Not exercise their demons, but to see how this is going to play out. How does this story play out? This story between good and evil when it's dead and so it's father and son. The classic tale of the devil is completely opposite. God is holy as the father. The devil is uh, 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 evil as a fallen angel, a creation, a son. So it, you, you need like a redemptive moment where, you know, you insert Jesus, who is all spirit and all man, right? <laughs> Which is, you know, it was Wen Wu. Wen Wu was all man. But mom, Lee, comes from the forbidden place. And... She, you know, <laughs> is the spirit. She she is the spirit and, and the keeper of just beauty, of grace, of, of all of it. And here we have, you know, in this story, um, a classic tone. Old school <clears throat> versus new school. The carrier of the Ten Rings versus the gentleman who should. The transfer of power doesn't go as according to plan. Um, but there's so much I feel like the old school community can take from this. Um, when Wu was the holder of the Ten Rings for thousands of years, right? And what messed me up was when the, the guy was yelling at him in the enchanted garden, in the enchanted forest, he said, young man, shut your mouth. 
you don't know anything about what you're talking about. He said young man, and I'm like, this guy has gray hair, and he's calling him young man. This is crazy. <laughs> I forgot. He's old. But that's the thing. Like, not everything that's old school is actually bad, okay? But a lot of people ignore that how you got the rings could actually be the way you lose them. He got the rings on a conquest of power. He lost the rings on a conquest of power because he did the one thing that could take him away from the rings. He went purely emotional, which is what he trained his son not to do. And I, I believe it would have been training for his daughter uh, with Ji Ling. Um, but mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. in all of his time, right? Look at this. In all of his time with, as Wen Wu, all of his time with the Ten Rings, when did he resurrect someone? When did he bring somebody back from the dead? I mean, he could beat them, beat their whole forehead into the ground, right? Into submission. Easy, right? When did he bring anybody back? So how in his thousands of years could he create, like in D.C., the Lazarus Pit, like, how? How is he going to do that? He should have been looking for the Sorcerer Supreme. He should have been looking for the Ancient One. But, I mean, he didn't know who Wong was. If anything, he should have he should have been getting with his daughter <laughs> and talking to her. Like, hey, this Wong guy just opened up a portal that seems to, to be a, a transfer in, in place and time. Can he open up a portal to the past? And then Wong would say no, and then they'd have to fight over it. And then they have to find Dr. Strange, right? That, that would have been smart. But a lot of men with power, a lot of patriarch figures don't always look at all the emotional aspect of all choices. It's just a, a one tunnel vision of how to do things, which is actually not the full old school. The Garden of Eden was a garden. Even Noah's Ark, Noah's Ark included a zoo full of animals. And then Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth are the diversity of what creates all of the melanin, all of the color, all of the cultures, all of everything that we have now. So, yeah, it might have started with Noah, but because of that, you have diversity. So to not diversify your thought is death itself. So he had it all. Like, this is what messes me up about Wen Wu. Look at him. He had it all he's invincible he's got the 10 rings he loses that he loses his army he loses his wife okay he lost his wife right can't remember why he took off the rings or what he was doing but he lost his wife so instead of fighting to get her back he should have found a way to make peace with her death just like all the other many deaths of that of the people that he killed you, you can't you can't play it both ways when someone significant dies and passes away and you've been the one cutting people down and, and, and killing and taking life that's balanced <laughs> it's going to hurt it should hurt so that's what blew me away about him is like the one thing that could take those rings off of him, he let in. And it was his own unfiltered 
emotion. Could he have taken time to learn a better path, a better way? Yeah, he could have. Could he have taken time to maybe try to go back and 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 find the sister, you know, uh, uh, Ying Nan? Could could he have went and, and, and found the sister and found out like what he's supposed to do or or, you know, learn what happens when someone from this community dies? Yeah, he could have taken all that time to do all that. But no, he had to go the, the traditional route. And, and the story created for me a good dialogue of what you see from the patriarch and matriarch figure. Now, here you have, OK, he has this when Wu the original holder of the 10 rings, or from what we know, the original holder of the 10 rings, okay, has a blood representation of his wife in his son and daughter. They multiplied. Now you've got the, 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 the 10 rings should probably be, like Wakanda, encoded the, the, the uh, ability of the original holder of the Ten Rings should be encoded in their DNA. And Lee, who, who should have in, in her body, in her essence, remnants of that forbidden kingdom that she was living in. So uh, Shang-Chi and Jialing have... All of that in their DNA, whether it shows up in, in a, a blood test or carbon testing or whatever, whether it shows up in that or not, doesn't matter. It's there. And so you have this amazing chance to rekindle the flame and just double down and love your son and love your daughter. What does he do? He chases after his failure. Right. He failed. Could he have left more men? You know what I'm saying? To protect his family? Could he have left, uh, 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 I don't know, gave him a gun? I don't know. It's 96, right? <laughs> so, like, there's so many ways he could have done this. Cameras, security. I mean, he could have done done this so many different ways. Um, I mean, it could have been the Winter Soldier, for crying out loud. The Winter Soldier could have came and killed uh, Lee on this same night. Ooh, well, that would have been nasty, wouldn't it? Now, because now, man, the Winter Soldier would have had uh, 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 Mr. Stark and uh, Lee on his ledger. So I would have understood if maybe he wanted to go after uh, Iron Fist wholeheartedly. That would have been pretty nasty. But it, it it's such an amazing story. Um, I loved the way it told the story of you know, Asian culture from many different perspectives. I'm talking about diversity of thought. They gave you Asian culture from many different perspectives. I love the karaoke moments. Um, I loved the bellhop moments, um, you know, for valet. Um, there's just so many great things. You know, Aquafina, Katie, um, drove the bus and Asian driving and driving well to save the day. Um, the sister, which classically you've seen Asian women used as, uh, uh, for a sexual, um, relief or a sexual tone. Um, 
this is not what his sister was there for. She was there, as she said, to learn how to fight like the men, but better. And she did a beautiful job. I loved the the martial arts scenes, the acting scenes, and I had a long argument with, um, not an argument, but a long discussion um, with a buddy of mine, which is why they aren't using Michael Jai White and Wesley Snipes and Scott Adkins and Ray Park and, uh, you know, these these martial arts actors aren't getting these top Marvel jobs because they want actors, right? Um, uh, Simu Liu is a actor slash parkour guy. And that's what happens in Cobra Kai. They start recruiting guys in Cobra Kai that are athletic. You show me a little bit of athleticism and some acting talent, I'm sold. But just like Wen Wu, when you're locked into that martial arts training, sometimes those guys are locked into just that. And so when you learn that about that guy, sometimes you get stuck in that mold and it's that's, that's not what acting is. So what they're saying is we can, with choreography, give you, which I loved, I will not argue with this with our choreography we can give you jackie chan in that jacket with that choreography we can give you donnie yen in the bow staff scene at the very end of the movie i'm like this dude is cold-blooded yes we can give you a little bit of bruce you saw him talking take his shirt off boy was ripped he looked perfect only problem was he had to fight his sister who knows all of his weaknesses. <laughs> like she knows all of his weaknesses. Like, wow. I was going to tell you another story, but I won't. Um, such is the climb of women's power. Um, it was never really about women losing power. If anything, we should have known the diversity of thought to not think that we needed it all as men. Um, but this movie also proves, you know, there's a, there's a, a huge message behind listening to women. Um, uh, uh, her name is, is Fala Shen, who played Lee, who was Shang-Chi's mom and uh, Wen Wu's uh, wife. Um, the beauty that he knew in life came from her. And with Michelle Yeoh, um, most people don't know this, but like she is a like professional dancer. And the reason why she adapted to martial arts and film so well was because of her strenuous dance training. There's another famous dancer that most people don't realize transferred into film very well. And his name is Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, from what I was watching, is a Netflix document. It's like 77 episodes. It's like, I think, four or five seasons. And Bruce Lee was a dancer that got beat down by a boxer uh, named Blair. Is a white dude named Blair from the Bronx, or from uh, Great Britain. And he took that, that butt whooping kind of personal, right? Learned how to fight, got away from school, kind of made his parents mad, and started to develop in... Um, um, God, in uh, not Wushu, 
God, my mind just went blank. I'm so sorry. Those of you in the Kung Fu community, please forgive me. Um, um, he, he, he started training with Ip Man and Ip Man's son. And he had his big brother that was training him, which I believe are who all of the Ip Man stories are about. Is actually like Bruce Lee's big brother in the Kung Fu training world. It's just that you make so much money with the Ip Man name that, um, yeah. Yeah, that's like a whole nother podcast. But yeah, this movie had so many things I loved about it. I love the tie-ins to Black Widow and the Extremist Project. I love having Abomination fight Wang. Um, um, you know, I loved the Marco Polo show. I love watching him be Kubakan. Um, there's just so many great tie-ins. I love the um, research at the end, uh, the deleted scenes of looking at, uh, you know, once again, Bruce Banner talking about not knowing where the rings came from and then mentioning Wakanda. This happened in Age of Ultron. He mentioned Wakanda and Vibranium. And it happened in this movie. He mentions Vibranium. I love seeing Captain Marvel. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of hairstyle she's going to have in the next movie because I love that about Black Widow. She had a different hairstyle for each phase of her character in the movies. Um, but yeah, once again, Bruce Banner talking about Vibranium, which was a great cue into Wakanda, talking about Wakanda. And uh, it makes me wonder, like, you know, hey, where did Razor Fist get his, his fitting for his arm from? So I think it's going to be kind of dope because I need to do some research on that character. I, I immediately was like, oh, man, this is Claw's homie. This is Ulysses Claw's homie. So, yeah, such a dope and amazing movie. Such a different interaction and experience than I had, I had planned. Um, but, yes, I love this movie. I... I can't get enough of it. I need to go watch it again. I'm like replaying it in my mind um, because there were so many great things to take hold of. And uh, I, I think the, the most beautiful thing was how they explained at one table scene over dinner how <laughs> Wen Wu's 10 ring group society and organization name was stolen so that people could use it to hype people up so that people could use it to scare people so that people could use it to cripple the american economy i'm like huh because that's never happened before and why shouldn't it right we do this in our own communities we take the names and ideas of things and make them more than they should so that kids will listen to us when it's time to go to bed or, or hold our hands across the street or not talk to strangers. We hype up these things so that people will listen to us. And we, we, we tell these tales of the boogeyman, right? Oh, they're this, they're that. Don't talk to them. Don't talk to them. You know, they, they're, they're, they're bad at this. They're bad at that. Or they're scary. Or they'll, they'll take away something from you. Or they'll, they'll, they'll get you in trouble. Oh, and don't boy, and 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 in the next state, or the next country, or across the ocean, or that country, or that continent. Oh, don't visit Africa. Don't visit China. Oh, in Europe they do this. 
Oh, in Russia, they do that. There's some things you have to know for yourself. Be educated. Listen to somebody that has your same bias. Do that. But also, you might want to go go and listen and study and learn from someone that's anti your bias, that goes against you, and, and listen and learn their story as well. So I really dug that they took the time to understand or, or explain what really pissed me off <laughs> in Iron Man 3, because uh, John Favreau uh, directed the Iron Man 1 and 2. Iron Man 2 needed some help. Um but Iron Man 3 just completely got away from um, the original core story, but also gave uh, uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. a chance to do something that he is actually good at, which is act. He is a good actor. Um, so it was a pretty good story. Um, I just did not like the fact that the Mandarin was an actor. Right. It's funny. An actor is going to play an actor is going to play the Mandarin in a movie, but they use an actor to they use an actor in the movie to play the Mandarin. And I'm like, uh, what's this? Where's the where's the like swaggy guy with green skin and the, you know, decked out attire that's wearing the 10 rings? I was like, what is this trash now? It was all about science and getting evil with um, Iron Man. That was the whole plot of the movie was science and getting rid of getting rid of and exposing Iron Man. That part was dope. The suits and all that was dope. What they did, the name that they trashed to make a story. I didn't like that at all. I mean, could you imagine if they did that to the Hydra story and like, the Hydra story is almost how you get the whole uh how you get the whole uh shield. <laughs> like the the if you haven't watched Agents of Shield, do it now. You get it all. You get it all. You get it all. And um e everything that you love about the Marvel Universe is already in Shield. Like they just gave it to you freely on ABC for seven seasons, and you didn't even know it. But um <laughs> yeah, just no, just no. William Slattery or Trevor Slattery. And like, I like Ben Kingsley. He's an amazing actor. I've seen him in a few things because of my age. I haven't seen a lot of the things that he's in. Um, but I like Ben Kingsley. He's a great actor. Like, I have no reason to hate on him and all of his greatness. But I'm just like, uh, what? Cute outfit. Cute outfit, but I'm like, the, the guy with the 10 rings doesn't need men around him with rifles, okay? We clearly saw that when Wenwu shows up in the beginning of the film. So that's all I'm saying is like, pfft, no, 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 just no. Um, So yeah, I loved it. I'll probably see it again. And uh, I don't know if my friends will be there this time. Um, but to those of you that have, um, you know, people in your family with special needs or you take them to the movies, um, you know, you're, you're doing something very special and you're caring for, you know, these very special people. And for me, it was just a reminder to, you know, just live and experience life 
um, because this group that that they brought, I mean, there's no way I could have prepared for this. And they end up making the movie a 10 times better movie, um, which was already an amazing movie. I mean, Marvel has gotten better with their writing and their, their directing and their producing anyway. Um, but all they did was add voices to the the angel and the devil on both sides of my on my shoulders, you know, that most people, you know, mythically talk about. Um, so, yeah, I love I love the movie and I love them. It was altogether such an amazing experience. Um, but, yeah, I love you all. Please love, like and share all these messages. I'm glad to be back. We're going to have some interviews coming up soon and um, it's going to be dope. It's all right, everybody. Peace and love. And uh, yeah, and if you do, go ahead and message me. Um, you can message me on the new topics coming up or a topic you'd like me to talk about. So, all right, y'all. Peace and love.